On KLYT, this is ABQ Connect. There's still time to join the conversation by calling 505-338-5790 or text 505-585-LIVE. All right, thanks for joining us on ABQ Connect daily at 1 o'clock. And we hope you're listening throughout the week. Um, Tomorrow on the broadcast, uh, we'll catch up with uh, someone who's uh, going through a course at a local church called Fresh Start for All Nations. Uh, it actually started last Thursday, but it's one of those courses. You can show up any any week, uh, Thursday night, and we'll get you the details about that in tomorrow's show. Also, uh, talking with someone from the Life Course at Calvary Church. It's a These Life Courses at Calvary Church, they're at Calvary, but uh, they're designed for the community in general. You, you could be someone who doesn't know Jesus and attend these courses, uh, you could be someone who attends a different church. Uh, they cover you know divorce or grief or uh, uh, discipleship, all kinds of different courses that are available. But the Growing in Christ course, we're going to visit with the leader of that course on tomorrow's broadcast, and then actually another life course uh, covered biblical counseling or biblical citizenship. Uh, you'll hear on Thursday. Uh, along with uh, um, an update from our friends at Calvary Rio Rancho. They're going to come over and let us know about ministry going on there. And actually, uh, this weekend, they're showing a Ray Comfort movie, uh, a screening of one of his latest projects. So uh, if you haven't ever seen one of those, boy, is he fun to watch. Uh, Make sure to check out the details on that uh, on on Thursday's broadcast. Uh, But joining us in studio, Dr. Jerry Simmons, and and I've already kind of went there. Can I call you Doc Rock? Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone else, everyone does. Yes. Or okay, just not just your closest friends. (laughs) But uh, Dr. Jerry Simmons, thank you so much for your time here. I mentioned it in the first part of today's show. Uh, you'll be speaking tonight at Faith Church at Central and Moon uh, for the Creation Science Fellowship of New Mexico. They meet the uh, third Tuesday of each month. And uh, uh, we'll get to more details about what you're talking about tonight. Where I thought I would start is, uh, for those not familiar with you, um, how your, your testimonial come going, which you know, we all have, uh, going from non-belief uh, to belief in Christ. Spend about five minutes just kind of walking us through uh, your early life and then even up to you know what's happened uh, in your life, not necessarily professionally in detail, but your, test, your Christian testimony. Well, I was raised on a, a farm and ranch just east of Albuquerque here and knew that all my life and had the opportunities to be out in nature all the time and loved it. And I was very independent. I loved science in the when I was doing my high school education and stuff like that. And I loved history and the blending of the two. But one thing that was real common or was a big part of our family that that wasn't, a, I should say, wasn't a big part of our family was church. And my dad, the word God was never mentioned. The Lord was never mentioned in a house. And um, and so I just kind of got the feeling that he wasn't an important part of life. Only to find out years later that my dad was very bitter against the church from a uh, teenage years experience that he had. And he just decided to walk away from it. And, uh, and so the interesting thing is, and it kind of ties to this Doc Rock thing, is that while I was being raised up on out in the Golden area on North Highway 14, uh-huh. and my family had been there over a century, yeah, 
farmers and ranchers and stuff, and they would bring in stuff from the mines, the San Pedro mine, and it was crushed gravel that was from the tailings and waste piles, and it would be crushed up, and Dad and him would buy it for the road. Well, I loved it because where they piles would be, I'd go out and fill yeah. my pockets with rocks. Yeah. And I, consequently, from time to time, I have to answer the question. People ask you, ask me, how long have you been collecting rocks? And I have to tell them, I said, well, I don't remember exactly when, but I do remember an event and a question that later ensued from that event. My dad, apparently I'd get a little ornery once in a while, and on their appropriate place, he'd use his hand and give me a quick little, now stop. <laughs> and one time I remember that transformed, that little hand, or that hand was not a hand, but a little switch. Hmm. And I remembered that. And a few years later, I asked him, Dad, why did you switch to that little stick? His comment was, Jerry, I got tired of hurting my hands on the rocks that were always in your pockets. Oh, <laughs> and that wasn't to be in defiance of him, but it was just the fact I was always picking up rocks. Yeah. So that's where that all, I, I guess I started pretty young. And uh, anyway, I loved chemistry. Chemistry and the rocks, the pretty colors, and all that I saw in nature, in glass. I got into the history, the archaeology, old bottles. And on the farm, when I was out roaming around, I'd find old homesteads. And they're always intriguing to me. Nothing there except glass and fragments and, you know, we might call them artifacts laying on top of the ground. And I love the history, trying to figure out what was going on here, who was here. And then I'd ask Dad, who lived there? You know, and I might find a coin or two once in a while and give me a clue as to an age in a time when those families were there. And it just piqued my interest. Well, eventually, when I finished, and the Lord was speaking to me even then, even though I didn't know him, when I'd go out in nature. Right. And I would see things, beautiful things, and that's one thing I have in my testimony that I give to people. I uh, even had it published in a Creation Illustrated in 2009, and, and I called it the Incredible Testimony of Nature. Because I, it was nature that was preaching at me all the time, as I would tell people later. And I says, nature was a big factor in drawing me towards the Lord. Draws, when you say that, it draws me to Romans 1, I, th yes. I think, first. Yeah, Romans one twenty. Yeah, yeah. We're without excuse. Yeah. And I knew that quite well, and that became one of my foundational scriptures. I, when I read that, I just said, boy, was that mm -hmm. ever true? Yeah. All I had to do was look around me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then so, uh, at you know at that time you you clearly started noticing the beauty of his creation. Yes, I mean and the rocks. Yeah, just uh, the rocks. Yeah. Uh, so, where did the introduction to him come? Well, I would say that it started my senior year in high school. I remember uh, the reality of I was going to be separated from my family. You know, I was getting to that age I couldn't right. be at home all my life. And I needed to go out on my own. I was getting ready to go to New Mexico Tech or the School of Mines uh -huh. in chemistry. And I was on a hill, and it was one of those kind of reflection meditation type times. I was always out finding, you know, Indian artifacts on our ranch. And and I went out and looked in the plants. And, and I had an experience there that I realized as I looked at the beauty around me that it couldn't happen even in trillions of years just by accident. Mm -hmm. I kept seeing laws. I kept seeing engineering. I kept seeing systems. 
And anyway, that wasn't just an introduction. And I'd go off to school, and it wouldn't be till about three years later that, and I was wanting to be a, a, a brainiac scientist, a geek, as some would call it. And, but everything I learned when I took tests and everything, you're just the average Joe. And I didn't like that, you know. And I, so I became disillusioned with myself. And uh, even at one point thought about taking my life, but I realized that was not an answer because then it would leave a horrible scar for my mom and dad and thinking what where had they gone wrong and it was at that point that I just looked in the mirror one day down at the school of mines in the dorm room and I I just looked at it and it's just like a little small voice spoke to me and says when are you gonna quit trying to paint the picture yourself let me paint it and it really made me think and a little, another little event occurred, and I walked down the, the one of those days and kind of semi-depressed. I walked down the sidewalk there, uh, there at the School of Mines, and, and I came to a four-way stop, and I looked south, and there's a little church on the hill. And again, a little something intuitive, whatever people want to call it. I call it a little bird, a little voice spoke and said, your answer's there. Yeah. Well, and you and I both know uh, from Scripture, the Holy Spirit who convicts the world concerning yes. sin, righteousness, and judgment, and you know perhaps the Spirit speaking to you, saying, you know, guiding guiding you at that time. Uh, uh, so, uh, um, did you did you end up at this little church the very next Sunday? Yeah, I went down the first time ever I'd been in church. And I went down there, and the pastor, you know God's timing. I had to learn that. God's timing is perfect. It is. And I went, and the minister there preached on the love of God's love and how he demonstrated that through Christ's sacrifice. And when the, the end of the service was done, the pastor said something that really caught my attention. He said, now if this message is spoken to you, I want you to do what your heart is telling you to do. He didn't say your head. Hmm. He said, what is your heart telling you to do? Steve, I found myself down at that altar mighty fast. And I'm there. He comes up to me and says, can I help you? And I said, in my first words, I want that love that you're talking about. Hmm. And he prayed with me. And I went back to my dorm dorm room, and it was only a short time later. And I'm sitting there and just kind of thinking and knew nothing of Scripture, nothing. And I'm sitting there just kind of thinking about it. And just all of a sudden, it's just like a truckload of love backed up and dumped all over me. Mm -hmm. And I just began to weep audibly. And it was, the only way I can express it is that... I felt like there was a spring of living water that had suddenly broken forth into this stagnant pond that I was with all the algae and scum and everything on it. And it was bringing refreshing, clean, clear water. That's exactly what I felt. And that was 52 years ago. And it's been one whale of a journey since. So uh, I'm going to assume you went on to finish at New Mexico Tech. Yeah, in chemistry. Oh, in chemistry. Okay. Uh, and... Uh, um, 
rocks. You weren't done with rocks. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, where, where where are your other degrees? I've got degrees in uh, biology, education, uh, geology, you know, and I've got lots of experience in all of those working with them. And particularly, I focused on the geology in my later work, master's thesis in paleontology and fossils and science teaching. Because when I first became a Christian, the Lord began to really speak to me as I began to tune in to him and realize the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And I could sense that. I, the Lord shared with me that I'd be needed Bible training and that I'd be working with lots of young people. Now, being an old farm boy, and I was happy all by myself, this was totally new turf to me, but God knows the gifts he's given us if we'll be obedient and follow that calling, and I did. And he said, but let me lead you where I need to take you. And that was the beginning then into the teaching ministry, and it's been, I can't count (laughs) the number of thousands of young people. Yeah. That I've had the opportunity, the Lord's been gracious to let me minister to. Well, and thank you so much for sharing the truth uh, with the youth. Uh, uh, Those who just tuned in, uh, we're visiting with Dr. Jerry Simmons. He's going to be the guest speaker tonight at the Creation Science Fellowship of New Mexico. The website is csfnm.org. And uh, again, they meet on the third Tuesday of each month. And uh, uh, tonight's uh, topic, uh, I'm looking on the website, it says dinosaur dig in the Wyoming, Montana, Hell Creek formation. I mean, we'll maybe tease a little bit about that when we come back from the break. But I want to make sure that uh, the listener knows they're invited, uh, young and old, young and uh, old, to come on out uh, to the Creation Science Fellowship of New Mexico, uh, Faith Church, Moon and Central. And what time does that get underway tonight? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things I'm sure uh, people can count on, uh, and, you know, every month we have Ray Mondragon on with us. Uh, we're up against the break, I, but I want to finish with this thought, um, is, is the harmony there is uh, between faith and science. Uh, and and um, uh, I have to imagine there's a lot of people that kind of scratch their head. No, I don't. Uh, it made, makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, I'm not sure it always did, but uh, especially a time with people like you mm-hmm. uh, and people like Ray uh, and a little bit of, of uh, um, uh, Mr. Ham uh, from Answers in Genesis. Um, and uh, we're going to come back and, and let folks know a little bit more about some of the work you've done and, and what you're doing uh, and, uh, and get a taste of uh, what to, to expect tonight. We'll do that right after the break on ABQ Connect. Well, thanks for joining us on today's broadcast. Uh, Earlier on the show, we had Johnny and Friends New Mexico. Remember, they've got a couple of uh, respite dates coming up, one at Grace Church, January 26th, and February 9th at uh, New Covenant Church. Those respite nights, opportunity for volunteers from those fellowships to take over the care of of the person in, in the family uh, th- that deals with the disability uh, and really frees up the, the caretakers uh, and the family to plan other things for those evenings. And you can go to johnnyandfriends.com. 
dot org slash new dash Mexico uh, to find out more about the ministry. Uh, we're in the midst of a conversation uh, with Dr. Jerry Simmons, and we just in the first uh, uh, segment with him um, uh, heard his his testimony. It's a part of it. There's much more to his testimony, but uh, time permitted for what we shared. Uh, and we want to make sure you know, again, that he'll be talking tonight at the uh, Creation Science Fellowship of New Mexico, uh, and their website is csfnm.org. And I teased it in the first segment uh, with you, Doctor. Uh, uh, the dinosaur dig in the Wyoming uh, Montana Hell Creek Formation. Uh, w- without stealing all your thunder for tonight, uh, what uh, what what are folks in for? Young or old, you will be enthralled. I I always I'm a hands-on person in all of my science. My objective is is if I can't get your hands dirty or you get to handle stuff, then I'm not doing my job. So I put the evidence in your hands and you look at it. And Wyoming was intriguing to me. Uh, I've done several trips there and geology tours with big groups and talking to them about it. And I said, this is a creation, flood creation paradise. Wyoming was like a washing machine. And it's evident everywhere that just the torquing, the twisting and everything and the fossils and the different rocks and the uplifts and the heating of the sediments and the making of different kinds of rocks and beautiful minerals. And, of course, in the fossilization that was occurring all around the rapid burial and the coal beds mm-hmm. are just absolutely incredible up there in Wyoming. And then once this began to surface about the tissue being found in dinosaur bone, that really piqued me. And I'd been telling colleagues before because I study paleontology. And I, t- I kept telling them, I says, you're, you're trusting too much in the dating methods. There's too many assumptions in it. And every link of assumption you put into something that is a fact, it's weak. And it can only, that fact can only be as weak as the, as strong as the weakest assumption you put into it. And there's four majors in, in radiometric dating and all this dating, four major assumptions. So it is weak. Yeah. And, and, and so it starts surfacing in this tissue. Why do we have the tissue then still if it's 65, 68 million years old? Right. Uh, and part of what you're talking about, the dating, uh, if our listeners want to go to our website, abqconnect.online, the last conversation we had with Ray Mondragon, uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we covered some of that. And uh, actually, uh, Dr. Russ Humphreys joined us the month before that uh, to talk some about that. Uh, and actually, before I forget, um, uh, if as, as our listeners are hearing what you're talking about and interested in hearing more from you, and should go tonight, uh, but if if they're unable, where would you encourage? Is there are there videos that uh, on YouTube that they would find uh, on various topics that that you've uh, covered? Yes, probably the best place to go is on our website, uh, which is hoasrc dot org or dot com. I should say dot com. And they can go there, and we have videos, and I have various things that explain our ministry that we're in back there now, uh, creation ministries and stuff in our museum and the trips that we take. Okay, and where is that? Haviland, Kansas. Okay. Uh, South Central Kansas. Okay. Uh, so, hey, you planning that drive from, from here to Chicago, make a little detour mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, into Haviland, T- Texas. Uh, let me give that website Can- again. Kansas, that or, is. Or Kansas. Uh, H-O-A. 
SRC.com uh, to find uh, more uh, uh, from Dr. Jerry Simmons. Okay, so uh, soft tissue, uh, uh, this is some of what you'll be talking about tonight. Yes. Uh, and handling, uh, uh, I love the hands-on. Uh, folks can expect that tonight. And and I'm imagining some of what you found in Wy- or Montana and Wyoming uh, or no, Wyoming. Wyoming, Wyoming and Montana yeah. both. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, what Some of what we've talked about with Raymond Dragon here, uh, evidence, evidence of a catastrophic event that wasn't localized because the, the things that are found in Wyoming and Montana are found elsewhere across the globe that would mm-hmm. support. In various places, um, yes. Uh, and the other thing that, you know, this is kind of a, I don't know why it didn't ding a long time ago, uh, but when you have these, you know, uh, graveyards, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, I, I just never really connected with a catastrophic flood. I mean, when you when you take it down to a smaller scale, uh, just the the water going down uh, after rain in front of your house, and watch how it leaves deposits. Uh, of yeah, collects whatever it collects. That's exactly right. Um, it's it's just such a small model of what what we uh, witness in these you know fossil grave mm-hmm. graveyards uh, that are again across the globe. Um, uh, and it, you know, I, I guess I guess the the important thing to me would be to make sure a listener who is kind of maybe where I was at one point. There was a time in my Christian walk. Uh, uh, which, by the way, and Ray and I have said it several times, we don't divide over over this with with others who believe the gospel but believe in an, in an old, old age. Old, yeah, um, but there was a, a time where uh, um, I was more likely to believe. Well, it can kind of be both, um, but the more the more I looked into it, the more I listened to gentlemen like yourself or like Ray or Ken Ham, who I've already mentioned, Doctor Russ Humphreys. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of the questions I had were have been answered. Um, and and uh, uh, what about tonight? Will there will there be opportunity for Q and A tonight? Yes, yes, and and I will have this sheet like you have in front of you, Steve, for people to pick up. And if they want to pick out questions, would you explain this aspect in your life? What was happening here? Yeah, you know, like you just you're addressing, and I think every serious thinking Christian eventually comes to this point, well, is it a long age or short age, Lord? And the kicker for me was the Lord had already told me I was going to be working with lots of young people. And as I started reading the Bible in James 3.1, it says, let not many of you become teachers for in so doing you will incur a stricter judgment. I took that very seriously because I'm not a, a religious person with that background. And so I began to ask the Lord, what about this, Lord, on this age stuff? What about that? I know you're omnipotent. You could do it any way you wanted to. But what is it? And in my devotions, it was, and I prayed, I fasted it because I I knew where the Lord was heading me. I just sensed it. And pretty soon he had me in Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, commandment number four, keep the Sabbath holy for, and he says, for in six days, I created the heavens and the earth and I rested on the seventh. You, now he becomes very specific and explains it more. You work six days. See the common, what he's doing here? And you rest and keep that seventh day forever. Yeah, yeah. It's almost, he knew that there'd be discussions on this. 
and a day is a day. A day uh, is a day. <laughs> and that's right. It's a day and night. That's, that's the, right. That's the time frame. I'm sure Russ had talked about uh, yeah. that, too. Well, listen, we're, we're, we're out of time, but I well, want to make sure our listeners know. And thank you, Dr. Jerry Simmons, for your time and for your time tonight. Right. And, and could I share one quick thing? Real quick. Real quick. We've got about t- 15 seconds. As a child, I received instruction both in the Bible and in the Talmud. I am Jew, but I am enthralled by the luminous figure of the Nazarene. No one can read the Gospels without feeling the actual presence of Jesus. His personal his person pulsates in every word. No myth is filled with such life. Saturday Evening Post, October 26, 1929, Albert Einstein. Yeah.